Hello and welcome to Rich in Relationship. And today we are interviewing Stacy Francis. How are you, Stacy? Good morning. I'm glad to be here. We're so glad to have you. And Stacy is a nationally recognized financial expert, being one of 20 of the nation's leading wealth managers on CNBC's Digital Financial Advisor Council. And she's a member of the Ford's Finance Council, and she's got incredible credentials. But more important is Stacy's heart is all in her work. She's she was inspired to start Francis Financial by life events, and she's spun that out into some amazing not-for-profit work that she does as well. And she's also kind of a mentor and inspiration for me, and I'm so glad to have you here. Thank you. I, I couldn't think of a better thing to do than talk about money and relationship. It's, uh, I mean, they're, they're two key, really important things. So Stacy, tell us, how did you get inspired to do this work? So the story, unfortunately, is not a, um, a happy story, but it, I think the results are, and um, it really stems from a really important person in my life, my, my grandmother. And she um, was so important to me and one of the strongest women I have ever met, but married to a man who um, didn't treat her well and, mm. in fact, um, was abusive. Mm. And she ended up passing away because of the abuse. And when I finally had the courage to ask her why she stayed before she, she died, she shared something that um, completely changed my life and drove me to do this work. She stayed because of money. And it's not that they had a lot. It's just she felt trapped. She felt um, unempowered. She felt like she didn't have options because she wasn't part of the money conversation. She mm -hmm. wasn't part of the finances in their marriage. And it it's part of the reason why I'm so passionate about doing this work and also why I'm so passionate talking about this topic of couples and money. Yeah, I, I love your inspiration. I, what I love about it is that I don't know about other people, but for so long, I've just thought about finance as being kind of this um, intellectual, ethereal area that didn't really have a lot of significance. I mean, it's important to have money and everything, but I don't know how much I need to know about it. And your story, like, draws such a clear connection between finance and relationship and how our lives pan out. Um, I'd love to know, I'd love to know more. <laughs> mm -hmm. I would love to know so much more. And so would our audience. So why don't we start with that? I mean, what is the importance of financial planning in relationships? Well, it's, Financial planning and having both parties part of the finances, it's really key to a, a happy relationship. One of the top reasons um, that individuals end up in divorce is because of money disagreements. Yeah, I think 40% of all divorces are driven by financial disagreement. It is. And, you know, if you not only that, you think about money stress as well. And, you know, it was interesting. PricewaterCoopers did an interesting study and they asked, are you worried about financial matters? Does, does this an added stress? And it was really interesting. 65% of women said of all the stresses, they're most worried about money. And for men, it was 52%. Wow. So your partner, you know, one and two, that is the number one stress on their mind. And if you're not working together as a couple, as a partnership to, to tackle this, 
you're, you're really doing a disservice. And we also see is that women in particular tend to be the ones where they are not as involved in the finances. They take more of a backseat to the uh, long-term financial planning, the investing. And that is extremely, extremely hurtful for their relationship. And it's also hurtful for them personally because eight out of 10 women at some point in their life, they're going to be on their own and responsible mm-hmm. for their own finances. Whether you you know, end up in a divorce or you have a wonderful, happy marriage, um, we tend to outlive our partners. And if she is not part of this conversation, not part of finances in the relationship, she's going to find herself um, lost alone and greatly financially ill-prepared. Mm. And that's not the type of future anyone ever would want. So what I'm hearing loud and clear is that uh, for, there's a percentage of women who, who are going to be on their own and absolutely need to know about finances because they're going to be managing their own. And as part of that exit process, if they don't uh, in their relationship, however that happens, if they don't have an understanding of it, they may be at high risk when that happens. And also, yes. I think, I think um, there's high value in, you know, something we're, I've been talking a lot about, it, actually in my own marriage lately, is what is, not that anyone needs to know, but I think it's a helpful conversation, is what is a real partnership? Mm-hmm. You know, and, and in a real partnership, uh, everybody at least understands what's going on. I mean, yeah, there's a division, there's a, always a division of labor, right? Like that's what marriages, people who are married yeah. to their people, when one partner is good at one thing, another partner is good at another. And so they tend to, to like to make things happen, they tend to divide it up. But there's sort of a vital awareness that's necessary uh, of what's going on. What is it that both people are covering? Not just from, a, I really appreciate the hard work of my spouse, but I think what I'm hearing you say is because people worry so much, to just trust blindly is unhealthy. What are some ways that uh, people in, in married relationships can start to bridge those boundaries, the financial understanding specifically? Yeah, um, so there are some people that are not part of the financial situation because they, they really don't want to be, and this is not the topic that makes them excited. Yeah. Um, and I, I get that, I get that. But um, you, know, you have a duty to yourself, you have a duty to your, your children and your spouse to be part of it. Mm-hmm. And so the easiest way, especially in a, a time where you need to be reviewing your finances, getting on top of your budget like now, um, is to go through your credit card statements together mm-hmm. as a couple. And my husband and I do that. And it's not a pointing out, you know, what is the Starbucks charge? <laughs> it's just a, you know, going through and making sure we understand. And so that's important. Um, and then the second thing is, is understanding where you are with your finances and your accounts. So, you know, putting together all the accounts, your retirement accounts, mm-hmm. your non-retirement accounts, the value of your home, mm-hmm. if you have a mortgage and putting that all together. And now is an even more important time when the market is going up and down and volatile. Um, it's a great opportunity to really see where are we at and as a couple, what do we need to do to move forward? Um, And there are two ways to do this. Number one, 
start to attend any meetings you have with your financial planner. That is a must. That is a must. If you don't have a financial planner, that's okay. You should mm -hmm. also be doing what I call our financial date nights. And it's typically once a month. That doesn't and, sound very exciting. <laughs> but you know, if you if you couple necessary. it if you couple it with a nice steak and a you know a glass of red wine, it becomes much, much, <laughs> much more enjoyable. And it's really nice because you know, those are times where we will talk about, are we going to go on that vacation that might be a little bit more expensive, or do we want to instead do something more uh -huh. at home? We make those big decisions. We look at our account balances and say, you know, and see, are we on track for what we need to be saving? We have a, a set dollar amount we need to save each year. How close are we to that? And do we need to make changes? Um, you know, that's where we had our big conversation about you know, my daughter and whether or not she goes to private school, mm -hmm. same thing. So those financial date nights, at least once a month are key, absolutely key to keep you both on the same financial page. I love that. I'm going to, I'm going to steal that as a, you know, someone who works with people. I work with a lot of couples who are in high conflict and mm -hmm. I think that's a great, a great tool. I, I, often I suggest to people that they have date night, but I've never thought of let's have one of those nights be financial date night. I think that's awesome. Really, yeah. that's a great, great suggestion. And so we've talked a little bit about how important it is for both people to understand the finances and you've given us some great tools, thank you. I am also personally invested and I want our audience to know more about the work that you've done to help those women who find themselves alone and not mm -hmm. knowing much about their finances. Yeah. Tell us more so, about that work thank that you, you do. So in honor of my grandmother, um, I started a beautiful charity about two decades ago called Savvy Ladies. And we've worked with tens of thousands of women pro bono. And these are women who, um, some are married, but most are on their own and they need financial support and knowledge. And so that's what we provide. We have a helpline where they can work one-on-one -on -one with a certified financial planner or a accountant. Uh, we also have workshops, webinars, ongoing sessions um, live every other week and hundreds of recorded topics, TED-like, TED Talk-like mm -hmm. topics of anything you could imagine with your finances from how to get out of debt, to how to balance your 401k, to how to start an emergency fund, to how to negotiate the corner office and get ahead in your career. Everything that a woman might possibly need to know. And the piece that I'm most proud of is that, again, it's free of charge. It's for women to use to support themselves and to support their families to get ahead. Because women in particular are most negatively impacted by stress in relationships and particularly a divorce. We see um, it's very sad statistic, but one out of three women who are single and divorced over age 65 live in poverty. That's a problem. And Rich, those numbers are not getting any better. Mm -hmm. We tend to live longer. Our medical health costs are much higher and yeah. we have less saved for retirement. And so this is a problem that has to be addressed. It not only impacts these amazing women, but it impacts their children, their communities. Um, it's a big problem. Yeah, and, and health insurance will be going up as well. So yeah, um, I actually, I wish they had a program like that for men. <laughs> That's what I wish. 
Well, we do, we do have men who come, and actually we have a good number of men on our board. We call them, instead of savvy ladies, savvy lotties. But, um, <laughs> but we, do, we do have men who come, and um, you know, definitely a lot of men who uh, participate in our webinar series. Because I'll be honest, this is information everybody needs to know. Everybody needs to know. Um, I'm just very very much my heart and soul because of my grandmother. And yep. this is my love letter to her to, to make sure that women have this information because sometimes women um, feel trapped and they feel trapped because of money in with their relationship, um, with their career or their profession, even sometimes I, where they I, live. I can't tell you how many women I've worked with who feel like if they get divorced, they have no place to go and they'll have no support and uh, nothing to do either because they don't understand that there's money there or because their family doesn't have money and they just don't know what's next. Yeah. So yeah, I'm with you 100%. And what, what are, I, I got to remember to ask always, so how can people find, how can people find Francis Financial? Because it sounds like mm -hmm. there's great work that financial, Francis Financial does. And how can people find Savvy Ladies? Yeah. So Francis Financial, um, we focus on wealth management, investing, financial planning, particularly women going through and after divorce. And that's www.francisfinancial.com. Great resources on that website. And Savvy mm -hmm. Ladies, um, anyone can use Savvy Ladies. And I highly encourage, if you have someone you love, send her the link, www.savvyladies.org. And Savvy has two Vs, two Vs. So um, savvyladies.org and a great wealth of information. And we're always looking for more people to take advantage of the helpline. So reach out to the helpline so you can work with the CFP to actually launch you and get you on the right track. Yeah, we will, of course, have that information in the podcast and video blog notes. And But I would encourage people to write it down now because I find that for myself, if I don't write it down now and act right away, then I, I forget about it or I don't get to it. And these are yeah. such, you have such amazing resources. I'd love to actually know a little more about what are the resources on the Francis Financial website? So Francis Financial, we have um, great resources for you, especially how to find a financial planner. I think that that is one of the biggest challenges people have. They want to work with someone, but they don't know how to find that perfect person, what questions to ask, how do they charge. So there's a great, uh, a lot of great resources. There's also a very special book that I wrote, and it was after interviewing 150 women who had gone through divorce. And I asked them, what would you tell your girlfriend if she was starting this process? Everything from what she feels like she did right to the things that she feel like she did wrong and made a mistake on. And it's a fantastic white paper. It's called Unveiling the Unspoken Truth, Women in Divorce and Money. And you can get a copy right there on the website. It's a great resource to help you find the right professionals, make sure that you're making good financial decisions, and that you're coming out of this process as whole and healthy as possible. Terrific. Terrific. It's a great title also. Sort of, it it is. You with those titles. I want some, I want that person you know, in my corner. <laughs> you know, I have to say that I get so excited about this work that um, I come up with these titles because it's, it's all about taking finances and making it interesting. And I know that we have a lot of naysayers that don't believe that money can be interesting, but 
the more you learn kind of like, I remember the first time riding a bike and how frightening that was, but now I jump on a bike and it feels very natural and comfortable. Mm -hmm. It's the same thing with finances. The first time, you know, it's going to take a while to get comfortable and learn, but once you get there, it's like riding a bike and it's really good. Yeah. I think that part of the problem is that people, there's a whole, uh, in our culture, a whole, not necessarily bad, um, underlying theme of greed is no good and being too focused on money is bad. Yeah. Uh, at, yeah. But at the same time, you know, we live in a, in a culture that's where, you know, we eat because of money. Money is like important for our survival and uh, shifting that view from, um, from being aware of finances is about wanting money to being aware of finances is about measuring uh, your resources, you know, do I, how, do I have the resources that I need for my family? Will I have the resources that I yeah. need when yeah. my ability to produce income diminishes? You know, uh, th those are really important questions. And to start looking at finance more as a, as a gauge, like a gas gauge, than as an obsession with money, you know, yeah. is so important. And I really hear that in the way you talk about it. That's, I mean, yeah. your, your heart is so in it. Um, may I ask you an off the cuff question? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So here, this is this is usually how we wrap up this show is, uh, and I'm pretty sure I know the answer because you've really said it several times in the course of the interview, but I got to ask anyway. So what is the legacy that Stacey Francis wants to leave behind when all is said and done? Mm. And you can think about it if you want. You don't have to jump in. This is my legacy. Um, and you hit upon it, Rich, really really well. Um, we as women, often we have a negative relationship with money. Uh, if we think about money, want money, we feel we might feel greedy. And I want to change our relationship with money because what money allows us to do, it allows us to take care of the people we love. Yeah. It allows us to give money to the charities and the causes that are important to us. That's what money does, is it gives us options and opportunities. And that is so different than how we were raised. Mm -hmm. There's nothing wrong with wanting to have money because money can do so much wonderful good in this world. Mm -hmm. And bless, we need a lot of that good in this world. So that is my legacy. We need to change our view. And that was a lesson I learned um, when I was 22. Naomi Wolf, who wrote The Beauty Myth, shared with me of why making money is so important because that is the tool to change the world for the better. And that's why I do what I do. Yeah, the fact is, unless... Actually, I was going to say, unless you're Mother Teresa, but even Mother Teresa was amazing at garnering resources from others. I mean, the re to make a difference, re the resources are necessary, and money represents the acquisition of resources. So it's so important what you're saying. Yeah. And I'm thinking also about um, studies on people's well-being, you know, that, uh, mm -hmm. and this saying, well, money won't make you happy. And what they found was that up to even when someone's earning $80,000 or less, depending on where they are and what the demands of the environment are, that actually every $100 makes a huge difference in their sense of well-being because there's, it, it, they're struggling. It's the, it's the difference between do I have a, a clothing washer, a washing machine 
in my house yeah. or am I going out to do my laundry somewhere else? So having those things saves them time and makes their life easier so that they can better care for their family. And then around 80,000 or 100,000 maybe here in New York City, what happens is it's not about do I have a washing machine, but what kind of washing machine do I have? It's not what, do I have a car? And then money becomes much yeah. less important. But there is, yeah. a, in order to live in our society and, and uh, have time for your family to, to really show up for them, you know, in that eighty dollars to $100,000 range, money actually makes a huge difference. And then over, after that, if you want to make a difference in the world, you know, uh, you, you got to earn, you have to have a certain amount of money above that that you're willing to share yeah. and give. You know, and then yeah. there's, uh, there's all kinds of discussions, like if you look at Dave Ramsey's stuff about how tithing is important to like whatever, not tithing necessarily to a church, but just giving back to the world is important to building that sense. But that's a whole nother conversation. You know, um, yeah. I think the important part being, you know, that money is really significant. And do I have time for my family or not? Do I have time to give to the world or not? Or am I just struggling, struggling, struggling? Yeah. Stacy, you've been amazing. Thank this you has been so great. much. And take excellent care of your family and yourself you know thank the, you as uh the, this COVID 19 thing moves through our culture as it promises to for another couple of months at least and and thank you for taking the time to be on the show thank you and i have to say you could not have chosen a better topic for the timing of what we're going through because there are a lot of people with much more money stress now and now's the time to start to communicate yeah well we are all spending a lot more time together. So there's a lot of opportunity. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Thank you. All right. Thank you so much. Bye-bye.